0: Welcome to Top of the Tailgate Podcast. Hello and welcome to Top of the Tailgate Podcast. I'm Noah here and I'm with James to talk about the winners and losers of wildcard weekend as well as the upcoming divisional round. Who are the best quarterbacks left and who has the best chance of taking their team all the way to a Super Bowl this year? Listen in while we try to figure just that out. James, what a weekend of football we had last week. I thought some of those games were going to go into overtime and Man, I didn't think some of them were ever going to end. Starting with that 49ers-Seahawks game,
1: just break it down for me. What would you think? Yeah, this one was a lot closer than I expected for the first half. Uh, Seattle hung in there. Geno played pretty well for the first half. But there's had some issues in the second half before 49ers just ran away with this one. I mean, they were just clicking on all cylinders. Brock Purdy was running around making all kinds of plays. I, Niners yeah. just looked like a favorite this year.
0: Yeah, they, they showed that they are a force. Uh, the Seahawks really did come out to play. Gino was playing very efficient in the first half. And he didn't really play inefficient in the second half. It's just they couldn't really get anything rolling to even see where he was at. Um, the the 49ers, definitely. They they shocked me on this one because I, I thought they were just going to mow over them and it wasn't even going to be a game. But when they came out and had to fight through some adversity that showed a lot about what that 49ers team's about and um, Brock Purdy really did come in clutch in the second half he dropped his nuts and um, I remember on one of the one of the plays it looked like he was about to get sacked he turned around sprinted out to the wide side of the field and hit his check down and just for a young quarterback that age to be doing stuff like that I think he's still underrated and I think he's going to be definitely the future of that team so excited to see if he's able to get their team deep into a playoff run this year
1: yeah, no, I'm glad you uh I'm glad you mentioned that. He's been looking so great. Every week he's going out, just getting it done. Um starting to hear a lot more of those rumbles about uh whose team this is gonna be going on. Right now, I just you gotta keep rolling with Purdy in the next season, as far as he can take you. I don't see them going back to Trey Lance.
0: Yeah, and nothing against Trey Lance. It's just whatever, whenever whatever something's not broke, you don't usually wanna go and fix it. So I I think there's a good chance they trade Trey Lance in the offseason. I've seen rumors about him going to a team. I mean, I've, I mean, I've seen r- rumors to him going to the Bucks. Um So I think that would be the smart move for them. Also, I mean, Garoppolo's definitely out of there. So just maybe draft a quarterback as a backup this year and um, keep Brock Purdy and let it, see if he can lead the way. I mean, it looks like he may be another Brady in the making. We'll see. As far as moving on, though, as far as the, uh, the Charters and Jags game, This game, I really don't even have words for. I, I, Yeah, this one shocked, I think it shocked the world. Um, I know it definitely shocked a better. Uh, Did you hear about the better that put like 12, I want to say it was like $1.1 million on the game uh, when they were up 20, I think it was 27-0 at the (laughs) half. They came back and lost, so he lost that money, but he was only going to gain like $11,000 off that bet.
1: Yeah, no, that's one of those, like, super safe bets you put on. You know, you spend a little money out. You're trying to make some easy money back. And, God damn, that, that's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow.
0: <laughs> yeah, guy, if you're listening, man, I'm sorry. That is a bad beat. Um, The Jags really did. They battled back. And I, I did not think they were going to be able to battle back on this one. It Chargers had control of the game. They were doing whatever they wanted to do on offense. And the Jags just kept making mistakes. Trevor Lawrence just... I don't know. I don't know what he did in those 15 minutes in the locker room, but kudos to you, Trevor, because, man, he really changed it. He really turned that one around, and his defense helped him out once again.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Uh, You were over talking shit (laughs) by halftime, like, oh, this is terrible. Trevor Lawrence ain't better than Jalen Hurts. But I'm putting this all on Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. I think the coaching step up they've had this year is significant. He has this big game experience. He was able to calm down Trevor Lawrence, uh, get him back in the game. I think that's going to be the major key for them going forward, especially against the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, they're, they're going to definitely have to bring their A game. And the biggest thing, though, they're just not going to be able to start the game like they did against the Chargers. If they get down against the Chiefs, they're not coming back. So I think that's the biggest thing that they're going to have to work on this next week I do agree Doug Peterson has been a great coaching change and you can see that him and Trevor Lawrence just they work together so I am excited to see what they have in the future I don't think this is the year for them
1: but they got Duval past the first round in the playoffs I've been rolling with them all year I'm gonna keep rolling with them Um, but ultimately this this game they had last week against the Chargers that defense did everything they can they forced I believe five turnovers and for them to come out with a loss, it's just unheard of to me. I think that's going to be a coaching change. Um, honestly, this one kind of left a bad taste in my mouth about Justin Herbert.
0: Yeah, Man. yeah. He had plenty of opportunities. I mean, tons of opportunities. They kept giving the ball back to them, even in the second half. He had tons of opportunities and just couldn't couldn't do anything. And I, for him to be talked about in one of the top five quarterbacks in the league it just doesn't seem right for him to do to do that against the trevor lawrence who i mean before the last month he was he wasn't looked at in in many people's top 10 so just drastic change um change happened at halftime and this game really really changed the outlook of both teams going from here because like you said with the coaching change to the chargers something was missing with that team and i saw it earlier didn't know exactly what it was because they did win some games with by pretty good margins. They put up points, but something seemed off. Um, I don't know. I, I know they have the talent to go far, and I hope they do it while they have a young Justin Herbert and a young Austin Eckler still because they, they got a young, good core on their offense.
1: I mean, I'll tell you right now, I think if they had Mike Williams um, this game, I think they would have won it, even with the struggles in the second half. I think he he was the main receiver that got things going for them. Yeah, and that's that still weighs on uh, Brandon Staley for playing him in that meaningless game to end the season. It does, it does, and that could weigh into that coaching change.
0: But moving on from that game, a crazy one, but another crazy one was the Dolphins and Bills game. I really thought the Bills were going to let this one slip away. It was, it came down to the freaking wire, and I really hope, really hope the Dolphins coach gets another crack at it, and they don't prematurely fire him like they did Brian Flores
1: yeah no this one definitely shocked me i thought buffalo was going to run away with this one with skylar thompson starting at quarterback yeah i thought i thought it was gonna be an ugly one so i definitely think mcdaniels deserves another year i think it's a little ridiculous that there are already like rumors of him being on the hot seat he's building a culture in there he has the talent i think he just needs another year and a healthy tua
0: and he himself is very young You know we forget about that as coaches like we think that they're gonna come in and not learn and not grow anymore but these coaches are learning and growing every year too like he's the youngest coach i think ever in the league so like give him a year or two let him develop too he's gaining precious experience every game and to play this game for it to come down to the wire like that his team battled back in this one and i i like what the team does it seems like they're fired up when he's at the helm so Yeah, I think he definitely deserves another year, but this is not to discredit what the Bills did. Josh Allen didn't have too great of a game, but when it counted, he was there. Or when it mattered, he was there. And um, that seems like Josh Allen's recipe this year. So let's see if it's enough to take him past it, uh, past this divisional game next week. But it was at least enough to get him here against a good Dolphins team. That said, if they had Tua, I think the Dolphins win this one.
1: And uh, I'm... If the Dolphins had two, I think they take this one, too, with how bad Buffalo is playing. Josh Allen is struggling with turnovers still. Um, yeah.
0: It's just and, when when it counts, he's there, though. You know, like when the game's on the line, he he always steps up.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, going against the Bengals and then potentially the Chiefs or the yeah. Jags or the Jags.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, but
1: you can't right. have that.
0: You're right. You're right. He's He's playing teams that are, you know, more and more close to that you know, Super Bowl ready caliber teams and the Dolphins, I mean, with Skylar Thompson as their quarterback, no hate on Skylar Thompson. I think he played a pretty good game, but I mean, he was not ready for that moment. Um, But Joe Burrow next week, he's going to be ready for that moment. And whoever he plays the week after that, they're going to be ready for that moment. So I don't have that much faith in this Bill's team from here, but I do think this says a lot about that Dolphins team and how they rallied around Skylar Thompson, even when his receivers weren't really, helping them out at all. Um, I think this Dolphins team next year is going to be something to recommend.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that.
0: On from that, we have the Giants and Vikings, uh, a game that everybody was excited for. Uh, we knew it was going to be a good one. of the first game they played this year and definitely was a good one. Um, what'd you think of this one, James?
1: This one shocks me. Um, I've always been not a believer in Daniel Jones, and I'm really starting to turn the page. He... Had an amazing game. He's been super efficient. Um, His turnovers are way down, which, I mean, I'm going to give some credit to Brian Dable about that because I was doing a little research earlier because they are starting to show me that they're, you know, worthy. (laughs) But, yeah, Dable was uh, in Buffalo with Josh Allen when he was putting up those MVP numbers because Josh Allen was struggling with those turnovers early and then Mm. looked really great. And now without uh, Dable... He's back to getting loose with the ball, but now the Giants are for real. They're they're playing within their means. They're not beautiful. They're not gonna wow anybody, but they just make the plays that are needed. They get dirty. They get physical. Uh, so glad to see a healthy Saquon again. Um, I'm very excited for this matchup.
0: Yeah, I, I can definitely agree. I'm looking at Josh out Al- or not Josh Allen. <laughs> I'm looking at Daniel Jones' stats right now for the year, and he. He is very underrated for how he has played this year. He has five interceptions on the year. Um, Since they played the Lions like seven games ago, he has one interception. Um, He's playing very efficient, and he has all the measurables. He's only 25 years old, and he's throwing for more yards every week. This guy's nasty. I mean, I feel like until this year, nobody – gave him credit for what he could do on the ground either and he's ran for over 700 yards this guy isn't somebody i'd want to be lining up against right now he's hot the giants are hot their defense looks great saquon looks like the old saquon and i don't know they may give the eagles a run for their money the way they were looking last week
1: daniel jones is uh dealing in the backfield the crazy thing was to me was how little Saquon was used in the running game. I thought he was gonna be the focal point, but Daniel Jones doubled him in carries almost. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, those those design runs are sneaking up on defenses.
1: Yeah, I feel like every time he takes off, it's a guaranteed seven to ten.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he falls forward for three. I mean, he's six five and his arms are not very short. So he, he leans forward and reaches the ball out and you know, before you know it, he's at the yard marker
1: yeah but to me honestly, this just was a long time coming for the Vikings. I mean, it's not even like Kirk Cousins had a bad game. It was just I mean, when the time gets tough i don't I don't think I want Kirk Cousins as my quarterback.
0: I don't put this one on Cousins. I, did he play a great game? No, I don't think he played a horrible game either i yes he he's been known not to step up when the when he's in that moment but who's been put in that moment more this year they have the most comeback drives like out of anybody in the in the whole league he gets put in that moment so much like it's just a numbers game at some point i mean you're not going to win every single time you're in that moment yes i i think he does have the ability to battle back and i think he's a dog i really do think he's a good quarterback but it can't go solely on his shoulders i i think some of this has to go on coaching i mean they have a young coach themselves um i I think it goes on coaching and it goes on that defense because they've been been giving up this many points week in and week out this year. So those are the two two people that I have to put this one on. I think Kirk Cousins, I think he gets another contract with them. And I think he rides his career out of Minnesota.
1: I mean, to me, this is more of a, because we've had this talk in the past about Justin Jefferson being the MVP. He's on a cold streak or he ended the season on a cold streak. He didn't I don't even think in the last three games he had 100 yards combined.
0: Yeah, he I, uh, yeah, he definitely is on a culture, or he did end the season bad. It seems like as soon as I put the Justin Jefferson MVP bet in, he came out and played like shit the last three weeks. Yeah, he had 15, 38, and 47. So you really, I mean, that takes him out of the discussion right there. Sadly, because he had a hell of a year. Was that the last game this week? Oh, no. We have the Ravens and Bengals as well. This one was a lot closer than a lot of people were thinking as well. Um, Tyler Huntley came and played a solid game, but the Bengals stepped up when it mattered. Their defense came up with a huge play. I don't know if you saw it, but that 99-yard fumble reception and touchdown, that was—I mean—that in itself won the game. This game still came down to the wire, so I put it all on that defense uh, congratulations to them. I do think this is a better team in the long run for the playoff race. So I'm glad that they came up with a win, but props to the Ravens when they get Lamar back, when they get Lamar back next year, those teams on the AFC really are going to have to watch out.
1: Yeah, hey, I'm going to say real quick and then we're going to move on. If they get Lamar back next year.
0: But- You're not wrong. You're not wrong. If they get Lamar back next year, but it seems like Harbaugh is pretty set on them getting Lamar back. It's just a logistics thing. And, Trying to figure out where they're going to get the money from because I know they got a lot of people to pay.
1: I hope they get them some receiver help. I hope. Oh
0: well, did you see that they just lost their offensive coordinator? Did they, they yes, and their offensive coordinator, he's known to not like receivers on his offenses. Hate that. Hate the offense. Like they always want to leave the team, that because it's so run centered. But it was never a thing about Lamar. I think it was a, a lot more of a thing about the offensive scheme. So th- with him leaving, I would imagine whoever comes in is going to have to have a semi-like offensive scheme you know, to fit with Lamar and not totally change his offense up. But I think if they make it a little more receiver-friendly, showcase Lamar's arm more, that might be the step that they need to make them an actual Super Bowl contender. Because I feel like they've been right on that edge for a few years now.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, this one, um, I always knew the Bengals were going to take it. I uh, it was closer than I expected, to be honest, but I knew going in Tyler Huntley, Huntley, uh, he has his flashes, but he's not going to go win you that big game as a backup. Um, but I mean, that defense is always tough. The Ravens always have a strong defense. So, uh, Joe Burrow um, didn't have his best game, and they needed the defense to step up and make a play like they did. So that, to me, Cincy right now is my favorite. I would say just because they're playing as a complete team or complementary football.
0: Yeah, they are playing complementary football. I can say that. I mean, if without the defense stepping up, they don't win that ball game, and they don't—they're not even playing this week. So. I don't know. Definitely scares me them having that close of a call with the Ravens. But I mean, the Bills, people had as a Super Bowl favorite and they had that close call with the Dolphins. So I think it's just any given Sunday. They're all great, talented players. And, you know, any given Sunday, they can come up with a win. So it just depends on what attitude they come out with. But speaking of attitudes, speaking of games not going accordingly to how you would think, the Cowboys and Buccaneers. What an embarrassment uh, as a Tampa fan that was that was really rough to watch. I almost stopped watching at the half, but I had to power through uh did you make it through?
1: Yeah, I made it through. This one was tough. I mean, we all knew this is where this was headed. I mean, they were limping all year, just trying to make it to the playoffs so
0: yeah, I think every bucks fan everywhere just wanted to see. What we saw two weeks ago with that connection with Tom Brady and Mike Evans. And it was so close to happening a few times in this game. You could see how it was almost there. But something's just off with those two. They they their connection has seemed off since really since last year. So I don't know. This Bucks team's gonna have a lot of rebuilding to do and a lot of questions that need answers. Um, but this Cowboys team, they looked well oiled. Dak had I have to say it, but Dak had the best game out of any quarterback this week. He played like crap the week before, but it didn't matter that week. When the when the when the time mattered, he came out against the Bucks and honestly played as close to a perfect game as I've seen in some time.
1: Yeah, no, he was uh, he made it look easy back there. He was just dealing, getting the ball to the open receiver.
0: Honestly, it looked like me against you in Madden, bro. Like it looked like just confidence. You know, the play calling was ideal. Like he was calling the plays. Look at off receivers, like, look just like me against you and Madden. It's crazy.
1: Damn, bro, it only took 20 minutes for you to fuck it all up saying some dumbass shit. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, Dak was on fire. I mean, this is – to me, he's always that player. You're either going to – he's either going to have a really good game or a really bad game. I don't think he – He's just too streaky of a quarterback, and luckily for them, right now, it seems like he was on fire. So hopefully he can carry that in. I mean, they got a huge matchup. Um,
0: oh, yeah, I guess the Niners this week?
1: Yeah, he he made it definitely a lot more interesting than I, I thought this matchup would originally. I thought the 49ers would come in and uh, just steamroll them.
0: Yeah, but... this could be a game. If they come out firing on offense, this could be a game, because I think the 49ers are going to score, given. But... If the Cowboys come out and play at their best, they are hard to stop. I mean, CD is nasty on the outside, so your corner's got to be on game, all game. And they're always fresh at running back. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious who the better back is at this moment, but either one of those guys can gash you and score any given play, and they're always fresh. So whoever does come in, they're going to have to bring their A game to beat this Cowboys team the way that they're playing, as much as I hate to say it. But quick Dax stat line last week, 75.8 completion percentage, 305 yards, four touchdowns, and a rating of 143.3. Also throw in a rushing touchdown on top of that, so five total touchdowns. I'm just mad fantasy season's over, because that would have been a hell, of a hell of a stat line for fantasy season. That'll do it for last week. Great matchups. I just hope this week has anything close to as good of matchups as last. The gauntlet last week, where we each picked the winner of each team, I am proud to say that I finally got a win for the week. I had a perfect week until we got down to the Bucs game, because I had to pick my home team, the Bucks, and uh, I think we all know how that one went, uh, 31-14, as we just discussed. So um, on to this week. We're going to have another gauntlet, but we're going to save that for later. For now, James, I would like for you to rank your top quarterbacks left in the playoffs. There's eight quarterbacks left, eight teams left. I'm going to need you to tell me your top eight quarterbacks numbered all the way down. You ready?
1: I was born Number already, baby. Number one, going Mahomes. I mean, you have to. He's going to be the MVP. He looks great. I mean, that's all you have to say about it. Number two, I'm going Burrow. To me, this is another easy one. Um, he's just, they're rolling. They look like a great team.
0: Wait number. Wait that that's tough. That's tough. I don't like your reasoning there, bro. You said Burrow, and then you said they look like a great team. Why is Burrow your number two?
1: I mean, because Burrow, he's just dangerous. Like I, I would, but I'd pick him pretty much any other quarterback besides Mahomes. He's going to be my pick over Josh Allen, over anybody else. He's, he's just that stand in the pocket get his guys where they need to be and make the perfect throw. I mean, Josh yeah. Allen, Patrick Mahomes, they make the plays outside of the pocket. Joe Burrow can make the plays outside of the pocket, but he'll sit there and just dice you up in the pocket.
0: Yeah, he's doing it like Brady.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I that would be my comparison. Like, I love Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, but you don't need a quarterback just running around all the time to find someone open. I want, my, I want someone who can uh, control it, anticipate where everyone's going to be, and just make the throws.
0: He does run he does captain their their ship very well. So I do see what you're saying about them looking like a great team. It starts with him.
1: So my bad. Had to give you a little shit though. Anyways. <laughs> Number three. This is uh where I know you're not gonna like my list. I'm going Trevor Lawrence. Oof. Number three it left in the playoffs. Okay.
0: Yeah, I can't hit on your list. It's your list.
1: Yes, he had a terrible start to that game, but Showing how just the flip and how he handled it, how he got them back in the game and won it for them. That was always, I don't want to say concern, but that definitely showed the fight in them. I think Doug Peterson has been in these uh, these big games. He's a Super Bowl winning head coach. I think they just have the toughness. They got the little spark, kind of like since he had last year. I think Trevor Lawrence and the Jags are a dangerous team right now. All right.
0: Who you got it for?
1: Four, got to take Josh Allen. He hasn't been the best. I still think he's in the top four, um, but he has lowered on my list. He would have been number two probably going into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, he's had a a couple rough weeks, and some guys have really showed why they're in this list. So I got you. All right. Number five, what you got?
1: And this is kind of where the list gets a little uh, mixed up for me because there's definitely a quarterback I want to take Not solely based on him, based on the team he's on. I think Brock Purdy has the easiest uh, QB position out of the remaining teams. That the system is just made for him. He has the weapons. Um, He has everything needed where it's not on him. He just has to get to the ball to the right place. So I might go him next.
0: Wow. There's somebody on the board that is just so disrespected. But carry on. What do you got next?
1: This one's my toss-up. The rest of the quarterbacks for me are who has the most pressure on them to make the most plays to win the game. And right now, I would take Jalen Hurts next. Um, He has shown that whenever the game needs him to step up and make a play, he will make that play. Um, I definitely believe in him more than Dak Prescott even coming off a hot game. And I'm still not 100% on Daniel Jones. I know he's been playing out of his mind. But, yeah, I'm I'm rounding this list off with Jalen Hurts, uh, then Prescott, and then Daniel Jones really
0: jones is still at the bottom of the list okay interesting well my list is definitely going to differ from yours it's actually pretty drastic um wow i can't believe you had daniel jones last honestly this list just baffles me um so my list i'm going over these i'm going to go with mahomes so we're going to agree with that mahomes is the best in the game right now he could end up being the best all time if he keeps playing the way he's playing wins the mvp wins the super bowl this year Number two, I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts right away. I don't know where this Jalen Hurts hate came from. I feel like everybody just kind of writing him off after he got hurt the past couple weeks. Jalen Hurts is the man of that offense. He demands greatness, and his team gives that to him. And I think we're also discrediting the way that Jalen Hurts runs the ball. It's an extra dimension that he adds to that offense. Them against the Eagles will be an amazing quarterback duel with two young up-and-coming quarterbacks but i think Jalen hurts is going to win that battle and i think he's going to win it because i mean a i think he's more talented b i think i don't know man i just think hurts should be in the top three quarterbacks discussion in the league i don't know this one this one i get a little personal with because i i really like Jalen hurts and i don't understand where the hate is but let me get off that tangent number three i have i have joe burrow um joe burrow you're right he's He's leading that ship very well. Um, He doesn't ever look too flustered. He handles interviews well, which I really like with quarterbacks because I feel like that shows a lot about how they handle pressure. Um, But, yeah, so Burrow at number three. Number four, I'm going to go Josh Allen. Same reasons as you, so that's pretty similar there. Uh, Number five, Dak Prescott. Um, Yeah, 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 I'm going to go with Prescott. I think he – Showed a lot last week, and if he can be that guy week in and week out, then uh, he's gonna he's gonna lead that team to some some places that a lot of people don't think are possible this year. So, Dak Prescott number six. I'm gonna go with Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones number six. And um, I reach. I don't think it is, man. He's played efficient. We went over his stats earlier, and he's he's really showing why he was a six overall pick. And I think he's gonna be the face of that team from here on out. And really he hasn't looked bad in the clutch either because they've had some close games this year so danny dimes at number six number seven i'm gonna go with trevor lawrence i have to put him over purdy right now just because purdy is a little bit younger i just don't have the faith like everybody else does i think he's efficient i think he is a winner but i don't know i just think there's something missing He, he he's gonna have to prove it to me throughout this playoff run and a little bit next year and then i I may be able to buy into that. And then number eight, I'm going to go with Brock Purdy just because he's is the most unproven. He has the easy, I don't want to say easy, but easiest offense to operate in the NFL. And it is perfect for him. I do have to say that too. I mean, he's a little bit mobile. He's efficient. He gets the ball where it needs to be. So not taking any credit away from him, but he's got to prove some more to me too. But very different lists. That was, that was shocking.
1: Yeah, it's crazy to see how far uh, Jalen Hurts and Trevor Lawrence are. They really do have similar career, like, arcs. So, uh, just seeing your love for one and not the other. I mean, I guess it goes both ways. I don't, I don't love yeah. Jalen Hurts what you, as much as I do. Don't you have here. Hurts
0: at six? Come on, now you can't be talking like that. I think you're just doing it out of spite now.
1: Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just you. Maybe it's just you picking people. Oh, instantly gets me like an ick about them. Well, you shouldn't
0: have thought about that last weekend because I got the most games right in the gauntlet. So oh, okay.
1: Well, where was that during <laughs> the, the regular season when there was all these teams playing, not just a couple?
0: I'm uh, sorry. Uh, football for me starts after Thanksgiving. When the playoffs start, baby. I just,
1: I just don't <laughs> even have the words for it right now. But congrats, congrats, everyone gets one.
0: <laughs> Whatever, man. All right, we'll we'll see you this week. So speaking of the gauntlet. This week we have the Jaguars and the Chiefs. So you've been riding with the Jags all year long. What are you doing this week?
1: Jags Chiefs. I mean this one this one's tough. Because easily the Chiefs should win it. I mean they're the, they're obviously the favorite here. Give me the fucking Jags, though. Trevor Lawrence, worst Ooh. game, worst start to a playoff game you could ask for. And for him to remain calm, selected, and get them back in the game and lead them to the win, I, I think he's going to carry that on. I think now he knows what to expect. He knows what they're capable of. And I'm really excited to see this, but I'm going Jags. It's going to be close when I got him by three. Jags by
0: three. Whew. All right. look, I'm happy to see what those odds are on FanDuel in a little bit. But, all right. So, Chiefs, Jags. I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. The Jags are a tempting team. I like an underdog story, and they would definitely be that. But I just don't think they have what it takes to do anything to this Chiefs. I mean, they don't have anything for this Chiefs offense or this Chiefs defense. But especially this Chiefs offense. They're playing with so much confidence and swagger right now. It's like... It's like they're playing little league ball, but like they're grown ass men and they're the best players in the in the league like they're just, like when they spun in a circle and then <laughs> went down on the ball and then scored it i mean it's borderline disrespectful, but it's like if they're playing with that much confidence they're they're gonna be something something i don't want I don't want to be going against in the playoffs so I'm gonna go with the chiefs here um looks like Scotty's gonna go with the chiefs too. And uh, Dalton doesn't have his picks in just yet, but we're going to update his picks on on the Twitter account later. So on from this one, we have the Giants and the Eagles. Also tomorrow. It's going to be tomorrow evening. So who do you got on this one, James?
1: Yeah, I'm going Eagles on this one. I think the Giants uh, got the upset last week. They are playing great ball, but, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts and all those weapons, I just don't think they can match up.
0: Yeah, I, I, I hate that I have to agree with you because my dark horse in the playoffs are the Giants and they played really good ball last week. And I think if anybody is gonna beat this Eagles team, it would either be the 49ers or the Giants uh, on the NFC side. So I'm gonna go with the Eagles here, but skeptically, like I might I might throw a couple I might throw a couple dollars on the on the Giants just in case because the odds are pretty good. But uh yeah, I think the Eagles do pull this one out. And then it looks like Scotty is going to go with the underdog. They're going to go. He's going to go with the Giants at plus two ninety odds, actually. So it is pretty good odds. And then we are on to the Bengals and Bills game. So the Bengals and Bills game, uh, a lot of anticipation after the whole Demar Hamlin thing. They didn't get to finish the game that uh, was started a few weeks ago. But before that happened, the Bengals looked sharp. Um, I'm going to go with the Bengals here. I think that. Joe Burrow is playing better ball than Josh Allen right now. And this is definitely going to be a quarterback duel. I think it's pretty high scoring. And, yeah, I just think the Bengals pull this one out. What do you think, James?
1: Yeah, no, I'm going Bengals as well. Uh, As you said, Joe Burrow is playing a lot better than Josh Allen right now. I think this is one of those games while you trust in your quarterback um, to lead you to the win. I think this is still going to try and be one of those games about ball possession. There's going to be a lot of running. And I just believe in Joe Mixon more than uh, Devin Singletary and James Cook. So I think uh, the Bengals can hold on to the ball if they want to and uh, just pull out the win. But I could also see this being a shootout. So I don't know what to expect anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope this one is a shootout. I really do. I think these two quarterbacks want it to be too. I think it'd be a fun game to watch. I think Joe Mixon's playing some really good ball. And also the receivers that the Bengals have are playing some really, really, really good ball. Um, Stefan Diggs is playing great ball too, but I don't know, man. It's just this Bengals team's hot and I think they're going to keep rolling. Scotty agrees with us both. And um, yes, yeah, so we're going to go Bengals across the board. And just like the others, we'll update the Twitter account later for Dawn's Picks. Then lastly, last game of the week, late on Sunday, we have the Cowboys versus the 49ers. What do you got, James?
1: I mean, I'm definitely going to go with my number four uh, best quarterback in the left in the playoffs. I'm going Niners. I think while the Cowboys had an amazing game, that looked great. I think Brock Purdy just gets it done with the weapons. Um, I am excited to see the defensive uh, matchups here. You got two of the best young defenders and Nick Bosa and Mike Micah Parsons. Um, yeah. So just to see them wrecking the game plan of the offense, um, it's one to look forward to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have to agree with you here too. I I'm not a Cowboys fan by any means, but I do love, love a good upset. And if Dak continues to play that way that he plays, I think the 49ers could be in some trouble, but the 49ers are a powerhouse. I don't think anybody's quite as talented as they are on both sides of the ball. And they've been really wrecking teams all year. So I'm going to have to go to the 49ers here. I think they pulled this one out. And Scotty also agrees with us there. So That's going to wrap up the gauntlet for us. It looks like we all have slightly different picks. So um, may the odds be ever in your favor. You're going to need it, James.
1: Yeah, whatever. Try and make it back-to-back. Get your second win.
0: (laughs) You did go on a streak there. I got to give that one to you. But, hey, all good things have to come to an end. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up from me and James today. The rest of the squad will be with us next week. So have a good weekend of watching football and catch you then. That's going to wrap up this episode of Top of the Tailgate podcast. As always, thanks for listening and see you next time.